0: Sports fans, we're we're so excited to to be back at TMG the podcast. Uh, just the fact that we could get this podcast together uh, is is exciting to all all three of us today. We're missing Herbie Gould, uh, Herb. I'm not sure he's on assignment. Uh, he's on assignment somewhere. I think that it might have a, a 19th hole at the end of the, the assignment. But anyway, Herb gave us uh, his blessings to move on. Um, and so we're going to do our, this. Is, I, I think our this is our first podcast with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, as a, a full time member of TMG, and we're so excited to have Tony aboard. Uh, welcome,
1: Coach Barnhart, to the program. Thank you, gentlemen. It's always good to be on a strong, good, strong team. Or as Les Miles once said, my damn fine team. <laughs> my, so it's good to be with you. My damn fine team uh i was just
0: thinking about uh the weekend and and every all the craziness that happened and thinking of i think it might be a, a fortune cookie where a chinese proverb may you live in interesting times uh, <laughs> and i think that i think that might actually be a curse uh in, in you know back to confucius or but we do live in interesting times uh good and bad and uh, i'm re- i was just reading today where you know, there's, there's wildfires in Oregon that some, you know, Yahoo uh, arsonists set. And and now, we got two big games in, in Oregon this week with the Pac-12. I mean, Nebraska is playing at Oregon, and Minnesota is at Oregon State. And, you know, I don't know if those, you know, uh, the air quality right now is like ba- basically unplayable. So... It seems like every week we're dealing with something, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, hurricanes and fires and, you know, I'm going to say the apocalypse is, is on us, but the, the play on the field has been interesting enough. And I think what I'm going to do is just start by asking first, Tony, you know, just give me your give me your takeaway from from the weekend What what give me a couple of things that you that you saw and want to talk about.
1: Well, a, a couple of things jump out at you. One, this, of course, will shock both of you as learned <laughs> scribes that uh, Alabama's pretty good again. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they they plug in. And I talked to Kirby Smart, the Georgia coach, yesterday about the fact that Alabama basically, they they they, they lose seven guys, all of whom are going to end up being in the NFL somewhere. They plug in seven guys, ten guys, it doesn't matter. I mean, they... They really made life difficult for the Florida State quarterback, DeAndre Francois, and uh, get some special team stuff, and they, you know, they take care of business. The other thing that jumped off at me is, and as much as it pains me to do so, I'm going to say something nice about Coach Khaki Pants at <laughs> Blue, Michigan. Uh, wow. <laughs> he, he had his team ready to play. And while you and I have talked about this before, Don Brown, if he's not the best defensive coordinator in college football, he's in the top two. Uh, and they were prepared for, you know, not, a, not, not what is not a really good Gator offense, but they really just absolutely shut him down. And I was just, Michigan is better than I thought they were, even though they lost 18 starters, 10 on the defense. So those two things really jumped off the page at me uh, over the weekend. All right, Blau. What about what? What about you?
2: Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a next to Tony. First of all, Coach Tacky Pants. I kind of disagree on that one a little bit. I don't think he had him ready to play because because he's running the offense and they had two turnovers that put Michigan in trouble trouble in the first half. Now Don Brown, that's a different matter. I mean Donny, I've known Donnie Brown for thirty years. He coached Northeastern, met UMass, BC. I mean, he—you're right. He's the best defensive coordinator in college football, and he's getting paid a million dollars a year as a coordinator. With every, you know, and he earned every penny of it. And, and and everyone was making a big deal that Michigan was was decimated because they had one defensive starter back. Well, in the past, Don Brown would do that with 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 lesser talent and still make things work. Well, in Michigan, yeah, he lost ten starters, but he had ten talented players playing. All they needed was experience, and Donnie Brown got him ready. I mean the whole uh, Florida, to like 13 or 10 yards rushing. I mean, I didn't, even though they have you know 10 players not playing, he he, he was the difference uh, on, on on Saturday. Now the other thing that jumped out at me uh, was also in the state of Texas was the Texas long runs. I I, I plead guilty. I, I I fell into the hype. I fell into the hype. I thought they would be better because if Tom Herman was the coach, and it would be a an immediate upgrade. Well, the upgrade might still be there, but. I'm sorry. They they looked like they looked like Texas horse bootleap to me on defense, and and I'm not sure and I'm not sure if they're ready. And, and quite frankly, I have some doubts about Tom Herman's ability right now. I mean, I'm sure that's that's premature speculation, you know, criticism. yes. But 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 again, is they weren't ready. To, they they weren't ready. To, they assumed they were going to go out and win the game. And it's a coach. And if you pay coach five million dollars a year, you better have your team ready to play.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. They, they look. They look soft to me, guys. Oh. Really soft. And so guys, maybe maybe there's a culture change that needs to take place. That there obviously is, and that's something that he's got to do. And obviously, and think about it is Maryland's no juggernaut, but DJ DJ Durkin's a pretty good coach. He's pretty good. He's a very good defensive coach. Yeah. And he he had his guys ready to play. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's you know Texas's reputation for. Uh, you know, thirty years. I mean, maybe going back to Darrell Royal is they're soft. They're a country club program. They even had that reputation under Mac, even, even though they were winning big. Uh, and, and I thought, I think we all thought that that Tom Herman would was going to change that culture right away, or Charlie Strong was going to change that culture. Well, Charlie kind of went opposite. He went and just cleaned house and got rid of all the the trouble and uh, 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 you know, probably cut too close to the bone and, and 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 kicked too many good players off the team to to win, but. Yeah, I mean, but again, you know, the first game, and it was I was at at uh, the UCLA, a and M game uh, at the Rose Bowl, and and I think what we have to do is not only is you need a game, you can you, you need a game, especially in college football, and and UCLA talked about this after the game. Tom uh, Bradley, the defensive coordinators, they didn't understand the UCLA in the first half could not. Appreciate the, the power and of an SEC strength and pace, and they were just yes. overwhelmed. It took them a half to realize where, that they that they had been pushed around, you know, by a bigger, better team, a stronger team, and they had to adjust. Uh, and I think that happens with a lot of teams, and not only the first game, but the first half of the first game is is kind of really important in, in college football. So uh, there's a lot of that going on. So. Uh, I think we'll have to. We're gonna have to wait and see uh, how some of these teams adjust. But yeah, you you're right about Texas. It's a, uh, it's uh it's 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 a mystery. But uh, you know, they they come down here in a couple of weeks to play USC, and and they'll they'll get all the physical they want out here. And if they well, then
2: they have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in the yeah. in the next two, couple weeks after that. They could be off to another rough start.
0: Yeah, um, my well, my my takeaway. I, I I walked into one of the you know one of the best games I've ever seen, not knowing uh, that that was going to happen, especially at halftime uh, at the Rose Bowl when A and M is is up thirty eight to ten, and uh, I'm joking with Larry Scott, the commissioner, about you know what a good weekend it had been up until that point, and he was joking about, uh, well, we're going to have to look and and see what UCLA's greatest comeback in in the history of the program is, you know, both conceding that this game was over. And lo lo and behold, UCLA (laughs) Mm. completed the biggest comeback in school history in the second half. Um, You know, uh, I'll maybe bring Tony in on this. At halftime, I was, all the, the story was, you know, both these coaches were kind of in the same situation into this game. You know, on the hot seat, and a lot, a lot of eyeballs on on Mora and Kevin Sumlin. And for the first half, it looked like you know Mora was going to have to answer uh, a lot of questions afterwards. And in, the, in after the game, it was Kevin Sumlin. Um, how, how, uh, how bad a, a hit is this for Sumlin in the program? It's,
1: it's brutal. I mean, it's yeah. just brutal. No, if they go out there and lose, lose by one, and it's been an up and down game, and. They said, well, you know, they went on the road and they played pretty well. But, you know, to lose the way that they did, and now you got a member of the Board of Regents of Texas a m taking to Facebook, saying it's time for this guy to go. I mean, nothing. Kevin Sumlin just could not get a break. Now, part of that, part of that is just the breaks of the game. And part of it is they, in my opinion, they totally mismanaged the clock, particularly. In the oh, no floor. question. Just totally mismanaged the clock, did not run it down. And I'm I'm hearing some people in pretty high places wondering why they're not running the ball more. And I, and I know UCLA made adjustments to the run game, the power game, but it, it's, it's brutal. And now all of a sudden, you know, Texas A&M is in a situation where they get in a, in a deep, deep hole. I'm looking at their schedule right here. Texas A&M plays Nichols uh, on Saturday on, obviously on a short week. Then they got Louisiana Lafayette. So the next two weeks, they'll be fine. But then they play Arkansas. In Arlington, they go Arkansas, South Carolina, Alabama, and Florida in four consecutive weeks. Uh, that could get kind of ugly.
2: Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Tony, look at look, look at the way A. I mean that game, as I told Doof, is a, 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 yeah, like a prototype of uh, someone's career at A and I mean, three straight years they, they go six and o five and o five and a top ten, team, and then they then they finish up you know with five losses each year. They 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 they're going in the tank. Now, I mean, coach. That's part coaching. I can understand injuries take a part of it, but if you're a coach, you can do that to get your team ready to play every week.
1: Oh, I know, I know, and it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly, and and obviously Butch Jones uh, last <laughs> the last night dodged dodged a big, 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 big bullet uh, because it was gonna get real ugly if they lose Georgia Tech, and for you know, for most of the game they they were getting schooled. I mean, they were getting out coached so bad it wasn't funny. But give them credit. But now Tennessee's got uh who they got? They got northern Colorado at home. Excuse me, they got Indiana State at home. Then they go to Gainesville to play the Mighty Gators. So check September sixteenth. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week, but that is a big, big game. Yeah.
2: Hey, Tony, explain one thing to me is they've been a big part on TV and watching the game is how uh the reason that Tennessee might have had an advantage last other than the talent was that they had nine months to prepare for this game. And all through spring practice and all through summer practice, they would devote huge sections of practice time to face Georgia Tech, which, which you know, Paul Johnson's offense is unlike almost anybody in the country. Well, I'm watching the game, and, and, and Tennessee has better athletes and supposedly that have been practicing for nine months, and then they're not only getting beat. They're not, be, they're not where they're supposed to be. I mean, how yep. does that happen?
1: Well, here, here's here's one of the things that did we, I talked to some people last night about this. Paul Johnson is one of the smartest people in coaching. And what he did, for all the talk about the triple option, and the triple option usually entails pitching the football by the quarterback, quarterback who ran it 44 times may have pitched it four times the entire game. Because <laughs> yeah. right? what they did was they would do the read option with the fullback into the line if that was – if, if, if the tacklers took the fullback, the quarterback would take the ball, wait on two big uglies to pull from the offside and run behind them. And that's why he ran the ball 44 times. Johnson saw something. He basically just never ran the triple option and let his quarterback run behind two pulling guards. And it, and it worked. It worked. Uh, you know, the ter- if they don't have the two turnovers, I mean, Paul Johnson wanted 40 minutes time of possession. He got that. Yeah, the two the two turnovers kept them from losing the game, yeah. And winning
0: the game. of course. My my two takeaways from that game are 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 Kirk Herbstreit watching a horse race with his son, in in, in, a, in the booth, and the other one was the Tennessee trash can, where Tennessee. Yes. Uh, Tony, you got to explain this to us. The Tennessee. Uh, the te- now I do don't. I, have to?
2: <laughs>
0: I don't think Coach. I don't think we'd see that, in Coach Saban's. Uh, you know sideline but tell me tell me what about that the dumpster
1: (laughs) butch jones you have to understand butch jones is very big on using uh devices a way to jog his players memories to focus on the task at hand like when he first took over he said we're going to build this program brick by brick which means you don't take shortcuts you build it brick by brick and literally they would have a stack of bricks that they were building there okay um the trash can is real simple. The tra- it, it is an incentive. for Like some people have uh, turnover belts. You know, it's like a wrestling belt. You get a turnover, you go to the sideline, you put it on. All right. What they, what Tennessee does is if you get a turnover, whoever gets the turnover gets to take the basketball the basketball and the football and dunk it into the trash can, like taking out the trash. And it, it's just a, it's a motivating device. But some of that stuff.
2: That's good a not-so-high-school-telling. I'm not
1: It just – it, it it, it, I, I believe it just gets old after a while. Oh, and it's, I, it's, I, juvenile. And, yeah. it's juvenile. It's so,
2: juvenile. Come on.
1: Well, I'll put it this way. If you do it, you better win, okay? Because uh, yeah. if you don't win, then people that's when people start well, jumping on your case about it.
0: This, should, this just proves that it takes all kinds, and there are all kinds, and there are all different ways in college football. I can't think of a, a more you know, a dichotomy than – Coach Saban, Nick Saban, Alabama, and, and Mike Leach at Washington State, you know, both really good coaches. Uh, and Leach, I swear, the, ga- the day of the game, he's he's tweeting out stuff that you wouldn't – it's like your your high school kid or your, your son about his favorite movies and uh, here I saw this video. and <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe some of the stuff he does. And then I'm going, well, watch out. His team's not ready to play. And then they go out no. they win 31 nothing. It just – but yeah, it, it there. That's why I think we like the sport is that it isn't cookie cutter. There are a lot of different ways to do it, and there and like you said, if you win, nobody cares. All
1: right. There's, there's a lot of different ways to win, and that's that is one of the things that makes it fun.
0: Uh, it, part the other thing to take away from the from the first weekend are you know key injuries, and you look at. What what we thought was going to happen this season and what might happen now and with with Florida State uh, you know, losing uh, their quarterback, uh, how does that? I mean, I, I think this is a oh. rhetorical question, but are they cooked now? Are they? Are it, they done?
1: it it complete, guys, it completely changes everything because now the belief was that Florida State had too much for Clemson this year, even though the game is going to be played at Clemson. You know, Clemson. Beats Kent State pretty handily. Kent State's not very good, but now all of a sudden you got to pick you got to pick Clemson to win that division. Uh, yeah. With that without Francois, I mean they they have a kid named Blackman who I'm sure was a very very good player, but they you know Francois was a sophomore who knew the offense and on and on and on. And uh, yeah, now now you got to give Clemson a really good chance to win that division to win the ACC championship and to get back to the playoffs because I've told people. Don't don't rule Clemson out just because Deshaun Watson's gone because they have recruited they have recruited really well so I, I, yeah I think the Francois injury changes everything particularly in the ACC. Yeah,
0: he, 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 but again you, you never know. I thought when Ohio State lost two its two starting quarterbacks a couple years ago, everyone said they're cooked, and then mm-hmm. Car- Cardell Jones steps in in the national title game and outplays the Heisman winner. Um, and now you know. Now he's sitting on the bench in the NFL. But for that one night, you know they. So I, you never say never. But that's got to be in a, just an emotional, uh, you know, heartbreaker for Florida State. With the expectations being that this was really going to be their year. So we'll see how how they adjust. Uh, uh, other injuries. I mean, uh, uh, Tony. your you go. Your Georgia Bulldogs had a uh, an injury at quarterback. Although. Uh, the kid they put in there, Fromm, like looks like he's a real deal, though.
1: Well, he, he is. And, and first of all, Luke, you lose a player like Jacob Eason. I was in Athens yesterday and talked to Kirby Smart. Uh, he It's a sprain. The good news, it's a sprain. He doesn't need surgery. But a sprain is going to be several weeks. He, he, he won't play Saturday against Notre Dame. Jake Fromm will. Jake Fromm, just to put his career. Jake Fromm is one of the highly recruited players in the South. Uh, threw for twelve thousand yards as a high school player. He's he was within two hundred yards of setting the state record for high school passing. Uh, that was to help held by Deshaun Watson, of all people. Oh, I remember him. This guy, no, this guy. Yeah, this, this guy Kirby Smart has told me he's got one of the highest football IQs he's ever seen, and he, they knew he would push Easton. And so the players, the players like him. He's got that it factor. But you know what? Your first career start is at South Bend, Indiana on a Saturday night on national television. <laughs> the, player, the, the players and the coaches say the moment will not be too big for this guy. He knows hey, tell, how I, he I have a
2: question about your dogs. Uh, I don't know if this fact is true, but is it really true that Georgia has not played a game north of the Mason, Mason, Mason-Dixon line since 1965?
1: Not I think that's, I think that is probably right, Mark. Because really? in '65, <laughs> Michigan. They played at Michigan and yeah. won, and won. And uh, but I don't think I don't think they have played a non. Now they have played non-conference games at Arizona State, Colorado, Colorado uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, they've gone west yeah. to play non-conference games, but I don't think they've ever gone north or northeast or east. So, yeah. the Yankees, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 transition into into the upcoming games. I think, but I, I I just looking at through the stat, getting back to our earlier point, real quick on on Tony's point about a And M running the ball against UCLA and kind of stop stopping that. They outrushed UCLA in that game, three eighty two to sixty three. Yeah, that's a big number. Um, uh-huh. and, and, you, and you wonder why they they get away from that, especially when you're trying to run out. I mean, they 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 were just. UCLA couldn't stop him in the first half. Now you said they they did make adjustments, but uh and another before we move on to next week or this week's games, uh I'd be remiss without mentioning I thought it was a, one of the coolest moments of the of the year was the the kid at USC, Jake Olson, yes. the blind snapper getting a chance to to uh, to to snap on a uh, on the last PAT. In their win over Western Michigan, and this was not only neat because this kid had originally come to campus when Pete Carroll was there as a like a 12-year-old kid, um, but the coordination it took because I think Clay Helton had to call up the Western Michigan coach uh, and 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 kind of arrange this in advance to make sure. sure to make sure it was okay. And I thought it was just you know it it almost restored my faith in humanity. <laughs> I said Al- almost, but it was like you know there are. There are good things that happened too, and that was one of them. Yeah, that was that
1: was a nice story. I enjoyed seeing that.
0: All right, let's let's move on. We this boy. If you thought last weekend was good, wait till you see this weekend. I mean, I don't know where to start. But um, uh, Blau, let's uh, we'll start with you. What are you looking forward to uh, most on September ninth? One of the best weekends of the year.
2: Well, there's, I mean, like we said, it was, it was Notre Dame, Georgia. I mean, we got Nebraska, Oregon. But the game that I'm intrigued by is is, is Clemson, Auburn.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because um, I, and look at the schedule. If Clemson gets the Tony's right, If Clemson gets past that one, I mean, I don't see any roadblocks for Clemson goat running the table. I mean, and that's a, that's a, that's a key game. It's a key game for Auburn too. I mean, Auburn obviously can afford to win it to come back and, and find a way to beat Alabama and Auburn and still be a factor. But but in terms of credibility, and, and I mean, I mean this, this will certainly you know uh, verify what Clemson can can do and not they, they, take a step backwards. And also, obviously, if Auburn wins, it's you know that's going to be a, the, the factor. And anyone's Ohio State and Oklahoma that that should be a shootout of monument, you know in, in a, you know in Columbus between two quarterbacks and and, and then watching. Uh, a nice way for 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 Lincoln uh, Riley to make his debut is in the big time setting. for at Oklahoma too.
0: Yeah. Well, Blau, Blau you realize Auburn is my number one team uh, in, in rank, man. Uh, so I yes. don't know why you're. I, I don't think. I, I, you know. And Tony, maybe you can. Uh, my I, my hunch on Auburn was like every f- three or four years they they have a year. You know that they'll go eight and five. You know, uh, you know, seven and five. Oh, but then they'll. Go, Thirteen and one, you know. You look at the pattern going back. So, am am I? Am I nuts to think that this could be one of those years when they get the right transfer quarterback in? And uh, or is that no? No,
1: I I think no. I think you're. I think you're right. Listen, I've said that Jared Stidham, the, the Baylor transfer at Auburn, if he is what they think he is, and they think he's really good. Then Auburn is certainly the second right now on paper is the second best team in the SEC behind Alabama, because every place else they've got they've got depth at running back, they've got depth at wide receiver, their offensive line is good, and the defense is, is again they were like the number seven defense in the country last year, and they're really good again. They held Georgia Southern, a team that usually rolls up some yards, they held in to seventy eight yards of total offense. Yeah,
0: last week, guys. That's, that was so it. it,
1: it, it Because I think, and remember this, last year when Clemson scored all these points and won the national championship, their lowest point total of the year was 19. And that was against Auburn.
0: That's right. That's right. You bet you. So I, I, uh,
1: I think, I just think it's going to be an incredible atmosphere because Clemson knows what's on the line. Because now that Florida State is banged up, what Mark said is absolutely right. If they can find a way to win this game, they might run the table right in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, Tony, you're going to be at uh, Georgia and Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Maybe preview that a little bit of what it means for, for Georgia. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but what are you looking forward to this weekend?
1: Well, uh, yeah, it, it certainly starts there and because of the historical nature of the game. Remember, Georgia and Notre Dame have only played once in history and that was, in the, that was in the Sugar Bowl after the 1980 season for the national championship. Georgia won that game, and I, I have spoken to, I can't tell you how many Georgia fans I've spoken to who are going to South Bend but who don't have tickets. They just want to be there. Georgia only got 8,000 tickets for the game. Wow, Those were going wow. long ago, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I just put a column up on, uh, on TMG College Sports. Uh, in my, I had a visit with uh, Coach Vince Dooley, and Coach Dooley uh, will be there. He's going to travel with the team. But to mark the occasion of Georgia playing Notre Dame again, he's going to throw out the first pitch at <laughs> the field when the Cubs play the Brewers on Friday night. So
0: that I was. Told, uh, I, told, I,
1: told, I told Mark this story, and I, I'll tell it here. Coach Dooley, who was an incredible – he was known for preparation. Preparation was the absolute best. He's been going down to Foley Field, which is Georgia's baseball facility, and practicing throwing from the mound, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so because he wants he wants to do well. So, and it's, oh by the way, Coach Dooley turned 85 years old. 85. Yeah, oh, wow. that that yesterday.
0: That was a really good story. I uh, hope people will check it out and and at tmgcollegesports.com. Uh, to, one of the many reasons why we wanted Tony Barnhart on on our team, and and and, and this was one of those stories. It just brought everything into it. It was re- it was really good. Uh, another. You know the games I'm looking at are 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 the a lot of them are the same uh, that, that you guys are looking at. But there's a couple, and this is pertains to UCLA because I've I've followed this team for too long mm-hmm. to think that uh, they they they
2: mm-hmm. they
0: have the greatest win in the history of the program. This week they host Hawaii at the Rose Dangerous Bowl
2: game.
0: Danger, danger, how danger, danger. danger. uh and. Uh, you know, because as Blau can attest, the Hawaii Rainbow, we call them the Road Warriors. Road they Warriors. They are they're not the pushover they were. I, I, even a year ago at this time, they closed really strong last year. And then they went and, and they, uh, they were our first team of the week for going from you know, Honolulu to Amherst uh, and, and, and scoring a win over uh, over Blau's uh, Minutemen. Uh, watch out! Watch out, UCLA. This is a a, a trap. Letdown game. Uh, are we missing any? Oh, we're missing. Yeah, we're talking about like uh, non-conference games, but you know, lo know lo and behold, Stanford comes into to USC in the Coliseum. Pretty good Pac twelve game early on. Um, I had my doubts about Stanford bec- because I didn't know who was going to play quarterback. Their their starting quarterback, Keller Christ blew out his ACL in the Sun Bowl. Remember the one that Christian McCaffrey sat out because he, mm-hmm. thought he, he, he thought he might get hurt and it could damage his NFL potential? Well, guess what? In that game, Stanford's quarterback blew out his ACL. Uh, but I, for some... I mean, talk about modern medicine. This guy is back. And Stanford... You know, look, they played Rice in Australia, so let's not get carried away here. But they looked... Uh, you know, they looked... Like our version of, you know, Stanford is sort of built like Alabama anyway. I mean, physical, big physical offensive line, defensive line, running game. And and Stanford just blew out Rice. I mean, it was a 62-7 to game, one of those kind of just dominant performance. So now I'm starting to think that, you know, Stanford is going to be better than I thought they were going to be. And they're probably a bigger, better version of Western Michigan, which sort of came in and, and ran over USC's defense uh, at the Coliseum. So, really interesting stuff. Um, and let's not forget Howard. You know, Howard uh, coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talk about a trap game, Howard. After beating, uh, beating the odds in Vegas, literally. Uh, they're at Kent State. You know, Nick Saban's alma mater. So, well, well you know. Cam
2: Newton's younger brother, quarterback. What's that? Ham Newton's younger brother is the quarterback. For who? Howard? Howard, yeah, that's right. Oh that's
0: wow, right. that's good. Um, that is right. You got the, you know, and and, and kind of lost in in the uh, euphoria of these other big games. You got the holy war, Utah BYU. That's this weekend. You got T- is TCU Arkansas. I think is this weekend, Tony. I think. Or is yeah. that a-
1: TCU Arkansas and uh, in Fayetteville? right. Yeah. They had a they play, they played a double overtime last year and uh, Arkansas won it uh, on a, on a touchdown forty one to thirty eight I believe
0: yeah. it was. Yeah.
1: Hey, hey guys, I got I got a game you got to keep your eye on because because now you guys have got me picking games for <laughs> College boards. I'm, lear- I'm learning I'm learning the lingo. Now, yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the deal. Last week, Missouri, Missouri State, Missouri scored yeah. seventy two. Right. 72 to 43 or something like right. that, 805 total yards, okay? This week they play South Carolina, okay. who, is, who who is, is not very good on the defense. So I'm just telling you, I've already looked it up. Well, first of all, first team to 50 wins. That's number one. Number two, the over and under of that game is 74 and a half. I will be making this pick. Later on this week on tmgcollegesports.com. 74 and a half is the over and under. I'll tell you
0: which way to go. We get get those all the time out here. You know, that's a low low ball when when, Texas Tech and, uh, uh, you know, Washington State and the Arizona State play. You know, my – my feeling is, you know, a hundred, a hundred is low, you know. But yeah, you're right. That that that, that could be a full one. Any, anything else, Blau? You got anything else on your well, mind?
2: Well, yeah. The, the the one thing you mentioned before is, that how about Fresno State? Incarnate oh, One. Oh, you know, good point. 66, what?
0: Sixty
2: six nothing. Yeah. Uh, you now next two weeks at Alabama at Washington. Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this um, this mark this down. This will be the biggest differential turnaround. Uh, in the history of college football. I, I think 66 nothing plus uh I I don't know that they're going to score the next two weeks. Maybe they will, but and you know uh Fresno State is not, is coached now by Jeff Tedford, the former uh Cal coach. who had some really good years. Uh so, but yeah, to go from incarn- <laughs> incarnate word to uh Alabama uh that, that 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 that's a that's a good one. Um Anything else on your mind? Tony, anything else?
1: What's, what's eating uh, that? Just, just one piece of news that has yeah. now come over the wires to share with our friends. You know, Alabama likes to play these kickoff games in Atlanta, just played Florida State. Uh, last week, they're going to play uh, Duke, I think, in a couple of years. Alabama's cut a deal. They will play the University of Miami. Boom! Walsh's alma mater. Whoa. In the 2021 kickoff kickoff game <laughs> and tick, do 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 do. So. wow Miami don't don't, oh yeah, like well, yeah, I was going to say by then maybe Nick Saban will retire so we'll
2: see well
1: I
0: doubt it I, I, doubt, I, doubt, it. It. I doubt it too Alabama is, is you know look give them credit uh, they're master uh, s- schedulers and this is another one of uh, of those they'll play anybody they, their neutral side games are, are, are epic um, the, they don't do home and homes anymore Tony really I mean they haven't since Penn they State they don't have to yep. they, and it's yep. better it's better to do it this way but I think their last true road non-conference was at Penn State in uh, 2011. Now they won that game uh, but they don't that, that they they're the one team that can, and there are a few others. Uh, but they don't have to do those. They don't have to do the home and homes with anybody. They can play these marquee right. games, and uh, and that's you know good for them. Anything else?
2: Go ready for our well, games again. I think you Let's know. let
0: go. I think I'm gonna we're gonna play out with the, the UCLA eight uh, clap, maybe the uh, which they – uh, which they stole from Cal, I think, or the, the fight song. So we'll, we'll have some good playoff music. Until then, enjoy your ball games, and we'll be back here probably next week. Maybe Herb will be uh, uh, on the back of the turn, making the turn. Uh, but we should have our whole group back next week. And until then, adios.